Well, hello everyone. I am your host, Colton Prater, and this is the Fires of Revival podcast, and I am honored that you would take the time to listen to this episode. And as always, I would just like to say thank you to all of those that have been listening, those that have been sharing the podcast, liking it, reviewing it, sending it to their friends. I just want to say thank you for helping spread the word and share the good news that this podcast has, and helping share this broadcast with other new people as well, and helping grow this podcast. And I just want to say thank you for all that you've been doing in that. Now, for today's episode, we're going to have a very special guest, my good friend, Stephen Vandesandy. He graduated from Crown College this past year in 2020, and he is currently serving out of Florida there in, I think, the Miami area. So he's going to be speaking to us here and sharing a good word from the Bible here with us. But before he, gives, uh, before he jumps in, I'll open up with a word of prayer, and then he will jump with his message. Dear Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for Stephen. Please bless him. Please use him. Please comfort him. Encourage him. And I ask that this message that he preaches, that it will impact and change the lives of those that have been listening in, of those that are listening to it, that they'll just be changed for your good, Father, and for your better, and that they'll serve you better and be a more influential Christian after this message. And in your son's name, amen. So welcome to today. Um, if you would, go ahead and take your Bibles with me and turn to Acts chapter number 10. Acts chapter number 10. And we're going to just look at the passage, a familiar passage. And um, I just want to also take this time to thank Colton for allowing me to be on this podcast today. Again, my name is Stephen Vanessandy. I'm working right now in the Miami area. Um, I am working with something special, something special going on in America today. You know, we need revival in America, and there's something special going on. We are trying to work with our public school systems. I work with um, the Christian Youth Commission, and our goal is to work with students. We work with students who know the Lord, and we help them reach their friends and family for Christ. There's many students all around the world and all around America that I will never get to talk to, but there are students who would stand up and talk to them for me. There are students who would stand up for Christ if they just had someone behind them who could help them and support them. So at Christian Youth Commission, we help provide a platform where we can train and equip young people to uh, reach their friends and family for Christ, as I've already said. And we do this by providing training, by tr- providing lecture material, uh, material, printed material. Uh, if they need tracks for their high school, their public high school, we get them as many tracks as they need. If they need a video on how to tell their testimony, we'll, we, we uh, have provide videos for them to watch and learn and study that how they can uh, share their testimony with their friends, how they can share what the Bible says to their friends without being a burden, without losing that friend. You know, we never want to lose our friends and be overbearing where, you know, we're not even showing the love of Christ. We're just trying to shove doctrine down their throat. We always want to show the love of Christ, and we help them understand how to do that properly. But here in Acts chapter 10, if we turn towards the Bible now, we come to a very familiar passage. This is, of course, uh, where Peter uh, Cornelius prays, and a devout man, the Bible says he's a devout man, which it means he's a very religious man, and um, he, he's doing all the right things. You know, he's going to church, he's giving of the tithes and offering, he's praying, but he's lost. He's a lost man, and he prays to God, and God then will, gives him a vision, or gives him the word to send for Peter. Of course, we know the story that Peter gets the vision, and he understands that he's to preach to the Greeks and to the the Gentiles and all those who aren't to Jews. Um, There's a verse, in verse 24, there's something I want you to look at, very something very specific. The Bible says that Cornelius waited. Verse 24 of Acts chapter 10 says, "And And the morrow, after they entered into Caesarea, 
and Cornelius waited for them and had called together his kinsmen and near friends. You know, Cornelius was waiting for them. Cornelius was a lost man waiting for the gospel to literally come to him. You know, he was waiting for Peter. He did not know how to get saved. He was waiting on the gospel. You know, Cornelius represents a lost and dying world. There are many students out there. There are many people out there who are waiting on somebody to come bring them the gospel. But what exactly are they waiting on? First and foremost, they're waiting on God's people to obey his command. You know, God commanded Peter to go to Cornelius. God commands us to go to a lost and dying world. God commands us to go to his friends and fam- our friends and family. God commands us to go to our neighborhoods. Of course, we know our Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and uttermost. But God commands us. This is not to the pastors. This is not to the evangelists or the preachers of our nation. This is to every Christian. This is to the Christian plumber, the Christian do- law- lawyer or doctor or a roofing specialist or construction worker. You have the command to go to the lost and dying world. They are waiting. Cornelius was waiting on Peter. You know, Peter, if he decided not to obey God's command, we may never get the story in, in the Bible. You know, Cornelius was waiting on someone to tell him the gospel. And we see that his whole, his, really his whole family comes to know Christ because once the man of God, once the children of God obey his command, the lost will get saved. The lost are literally just waiting on us. They're just waiting on us to, give, to obey God's command. Secondly, they're waiting on us to realize that every soul is precious to God. You know, directly with these students that I'm working with, the public school students, America has forgotten the public school. American churches have forgotten the public school system. They feel like their souls are inferior. They feel like they are inferior to the Christian uh, youth group. They are inferior to the Christian Bible club. No, these public school kids, these, and really just all souls, are precious to God. There's none that are, is more precious than the other. God loves everyone, and He loves everyone equally. They're all precious to God. You know, they are valued. God values every soul. Nowhere else do I read in the Bible where heaven rejoices. You know, heaven rejoices over a lost soul. They are precious. They are valued to God. I don't know of a verse where it says heaven rejoices over our worship or us praying it says heaven rejoices when a lost soul comes to know Christ. So they're waiting for us to want to obey our, his command. Secondly, to, to realize every soul is precious to God. Thirdly, for us to stop debating if we can get it done. You know, too many times we debate with each other and even with ourselves if it's working. You know, there's 54 million kids in the public school system today. Where I lived in uh, Broward County area, uh, which is right next to Dade County in Miami, um, there's over 600,000 students. We have two of the five largest school systems in all of America. 600,000 students in just that small area, tiny area. I mean, I can probably reach all 600,000 students within two hours worth of driving. 600,000 people. But there's 54 million across America. You know, that's a lot of people. Christians today need to stop debating whether it can get done. We squabble, we, we fight with each other. We say, oh, well, we need this administration. We need this structure. We need that. We need, uh, it, it may not even be able to get done. No, 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 no. We need to just stop debating, stop saying, oh, I don't know if it can get done, and just start doing the work God has given us. 
You know, it's not an easy task, but it's one God commanded us to do. And we need to stop debating and stop arguing and stop thinking it can't get done and just get it done. You know, one thing that's always impressed me is about the world is their teamwork. Is their teamwork. You know, the world has teamwork. If we look at the, the world today, if we look at the media today, we see that there is teamwork amongst the world. You know, right now, as I'm writing this, it's right before our presidential election, just a few weeks before the presidential election. And if you turn on the media, you see bad things about our president, President Trump. And you see bad things about him and bad things about uh, really just everything that everyone that stands for right and truth and just in our nation. Everyone who wants, who's a patriot, they just, they just bash them. But you know what? They're united. You turn to NBC, CBN, or ABC, I don't really watch the news, but you turn to all those, it's the same. They have the same front. They're working together to tear down our nation. You know, I saw a video um, and it showed the exact same script given over about 12 or even more different local news stations. Word for word, the exact same script that is used to strike fear into the hearts of people. But you know what? You have to give them credit. They are working together. They're working together. You know, how many Christians do we know that we work together? You know, we may fuss at them for not wearing the exact things that we would want them to wear, or maybe they don't use the exact music that we would want them to wear or listen to, and and all those things have their places. All those things have their proper places. But we need to stop debating, stop squabbling, and start working together to get it done. Wow, wow. Just, just imagine what we could do if Christians all across America worked together to reach their public school systems and just to reach the loss. But of course, my emphasis is on those public schools, children. But wow, what if we had Christians from all over, all 50 states, working together? Wow, what, what could be done for God? We need to stop debating whether we can get it done or whether it'll get done, and we need to start working. Start, start working to get it done. It's a command from God, and it must be done. No matter how hard it is or how hard we think it is, we must get it done and stop debating. And fourthly, we come, they are waiting, the world is waiting for somebody just to tell them that what they're doing is not going to be good enough to get them to heaven. You know, Cornelius knew what to do. He was paying tithe. He was praying to God. He was doing right. The Bible says he was a devout man. That means he was a religious man. He was a godly man. He had morals. He was not out there living a, a life of wickedness and sin. You know, this man was in church. This man would have been the, you know, he was at the front of the pews. He had morals. He wouldn't kill. He, he would probably even, sta- he would stand up for what was right. But he wasn't saved. You know, there are people out there, good people, who are doing the same old religious thing unknowingly. You know, we can't even blame them. They don't know any better. As Christians, as born-again believers, believers in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we know better. We know better. They don't know any better. They're just waiting for us to tell them, hey, you need the gospel. 
You need the gospel. They need the gospel, but they don't know that. They are waiting for us to tell them that they need the gospel. So firstly, and in conclusion here, let's wrap it up. God's, uh, the lost world is waiting on God's people to obey His command for us to realize that all souls are precious to God. For us to stop debating if we can get it done and work together to get it done. And for us to tell them that although they might be doing the right thing, it won't get them to heaven. And that only the gospel can get, bring them to salvation the Lord Jesus Christ can bring them to heaven. You know, again, like I said, I'm working with Christian Youth Commission, and uh, I pray, I ask you to pray for me. Uh, we can be found on any, on any of the socials. We're, we're working hard to get a platform as well as a website, everything developed right now. We're working to go into the youth of our nation. You know, but maybe you weren't called to the youth. You know, there's 54 million, like I said, in 2020, uh, enrolled in 2020 schools. But maybe you are not called to those. But you're called to your next-door neighbors. You're called to your little cousin that's not saved. You're called to your, your best friend. You're called to your basketball team, your volleyball team, your chess team. You're called to your band. You called, you're called to the orchestra you play in. You're called somewhere. If we take these four things and we remember that the world is just waiting on us to tell them. They're not waiting on anyone else. They're waiting on Christians. So many people, so many people are dying and going to hell because they're waiting on Christians that never come. They're waiting on Christians that hand out that tract, but they never do. They're waiting on Christians to say, hey, my church is having a special Christmas event. Do you want to come to that? But they never get that invite. They're waiting on you to invite them to their youth group. They're waiting on you to tell them. They're waiting on you to show them the love. They're waiting on us. So let's go out there and let's be Christians. Let's be born-again believers and tell the world, the lost and dying world of the gospel. They are waiting on us. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you today. We want to thank you for this opportunity. Again, we thank you for Colton and everything he's doing. Thank you for this podcast that he's... Um, been doing, Lord, and just that I pray that it's a blessing to many people out there, Lord. I pray that you uh, bless all those listening, Lord, that you bless this message, Lord. I pray that you just uh, use it mightily, Lord. pray that we stop waiting, Lord, or stop just uh, squabbling and stop waiting around, Lord, that there's a lost world out there waiting for us. We hope we understand that, and uh, we go for that, Lord, and we go tell the lost about our our, our, our Savior, Lord, our great and mighty Savior, Lord, the, the Lord Jesus Christ, that we give them the gospel that they need, Lord. Help them, help us to realize that they're waiting on us. Again, we thank you for all that you've done in our lives, Lord. We pray that you bless each and every person today. In your name we pray. Amen.